Another edition, Don't Leave to the Judges podcast. Remember, Patty broke a skull. Patty, how's it going? You know what? That was the yeah from Free Water, but you can also check out that podcast. I didn't mean to do that on purpose. Uh, But, dude, it's phenomenal. And uh, here's something I got to bring up, Sam, before we actually get too deep into fighting. This is sports related, and I just got – I wrote this little thing down. I'm going to share it with you, and I don't know how much you're aware, but I make a lot of basketball references when it comes to being an athlete and an MMA fighter and the differences there, right? Where it's like you can in the NBA, this guy has been training since he was in fucking sixth grade, doing every drill, every competition that he could in the summer, trying to become this athlete. He's learned how to talk to the camera, talk to the news people, all this shit, whereas these other guys don't. So I make that reference because I'm a huge basketball guy. Love basketball. Sam goes to a lot of football games, okay? I, I love football as a kid, but I, I was obsessed with basketball. It's a different thing. And this isn't about fighting, but to me, how funny is it that right now, the only reason that anybody knows who Michael Jordan's son is, is because he's dating Scottie Pippen's wife. Okay, so let's just go back here. Now, I don't know how much Sam is aware. Michael Jordan had two sons and both of them went to a shitty shitty college, didn't even do well enough to make the NBA. Like, I don't think they got into like any camps whatsoever. So, Michael Jordan's now probably, what, 32-year-old son (laughs) is relevant again because he's dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Now, Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, as far as we know, as far as I've heard, and she's been all over the map. But now she's dating. She went from dating, being married to and having kids with one of the NBA's greatest players of all time, Scottie Pippen, to now dating the son of the greatest to ever play in the NBA. You know what I mean? It's you you went down. It's certainly a decline. And also, dude, the bitch never smiles in any picture. <laughs> There's no way her breath doesn't stink. Oh, There's I, no fucking way. That's an insane story. I didn't know anything about that. I do Rich know guys are dumb. Scotty Pippen's junior. I'm pretty sure he plays in the NBA. At least he hey, was good you, enough in college to make the leap. I, I watch a lot like, of college ball, so I don't watch dude. no NBA. <laughs> Sam, think about you. We, we, we put ourselves in the shoes of uh, Sean Shelby and Mick, May- Mick Maynard quite often when it comes to making these matchups and signing these fighters, specifically when it comes to contender series. You have to do the same thing with being like a GM for an NBA team. You'd think, you know whose jersey would probably sell a lot even if he didn't play well? Michael Jordan's son. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you would just take him for no – how cheap can we get him? That's all I'm saying. How cheap can we get him? He plays in Michael's fucking uh, – Jordan ones, all this, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a lot of marketing there, and the kid could be fucking shit. Yet, yet, Manute Bull's son makes it to the NBA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these other players, Michael Jordan's kids didn't have that competitive thing he has. And that to me is funnier than anything in sports today. Because now he's got to pat his son on the back for being like, yeah, you're going to get married to one of my best teammates' ex wife. Like, she's the problem. I'd still hang out with Scotty. That's my boy. We won championships together. Fuck you talking about. Now my son's banging. It's just odd, dude. I thought I'd bring it up uh, just to start the show with a little bit of sports and a little bit of insanity, like how popular Michael Jordan is and his kids didn't do anything. They're literally Nepo babies, bro. That's why they sucked at basketball. 
He said you're gonna bring up sports. I thought you was gonna talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. I, I, I all I heard was a snippet of that. You hit me with it. That's all there was was later. a snippet. <laughs> okay. He got right. in the game. Well, I mean, you know, he comes out with the flag. No, right out of the tunnel. Everybody, the fans are excited as shit. You know, the Jets fans, the Jets. Uh, we're just going off another tangent over here. But anyway, the Jets <laughs> I, fans are fun. so happy. They finally, they may have a chance to finally do something. You know, 60,000, 70,000 people in the stadium. Aaron Rodgers, there he is on the field. And like three plays is all he's in. He don't even complete a pass. And uh, he gets he gets tackled. Oh, and okay. uh, hurt. yeah, hurt out for the year. My God. Okay. So a lot of people theorizing that it's, it's mainly because of this, this AstroTurf type shit. Like if they had had it's real grass, this injury probably wouldn't even happen. Oh, Jesus Christ. What were they going to say something about? It wasn't snowing as well. <laughs> Oh, he's, there was no snow, so it was it was too normal for him to play in sun. You know what I mean? Because Wisconsin, Green Bay, yeah, the cheeseheads, the cheeseheads will get it. There you go. The cheese, <laughs> the cheeseheads out in Wisconsin. You know they're still bitter about Aaron Rodgers leaving. Oh, they so I, I was seeing about this bar, and if the Jets lose, free drinks for everybody. So everybody's in the bar, and Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. So they're drinking up. They're like fucking Aaron Rodgers yeah. hurt immediately. They just just drink after drink, fucking the yeah, stab they're... up, and then Jets win. So they all have to pay up. That's fantastic. Yeah. I like that. Now this is what I remember from that. I do remember hearing him being traded, and the Jets were talking. That's what the hard knocks, the HBO hard knocks was, right? Mm-hmm. It was they were them following it. the Jets, and they, they got Aaron Rodgers, and they got this guy. This might be. <laughs> that yep. is awesome, dude. That, I mean, sorry for Aaron Rodgers. That stinks, but also hilarious. He didn't even get to complete a pass. Bro, it doesn't feel real. Imagine being a Jets fan, diehard Jets oh, fan. It's terrible. Do you remember, you remember the scene from uh, Big Daddy where they're in the bar with the kid and the guy with the crazy teeth? He's like, God damn Jets. <laughs> it's ex- they've been that bad since that movie existed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is in when you're playing Madden, that's sort of your first thought. You're like, if I have Peyton Manning, we're going to be fine. But it's like, dude, there's so many more elements to that guy being able to be successful. That's why it's such a bitch move to say that Tom Brady was shit. Because you got you got 10 other guys in that field making you do your job well. Adam Vinatieri won those Super Bowls. You fucking, uh, I'm sorry, I'm killing all the New England fans. I don't give a fuck. That, that I forgot. Won. I forgot you did do like a was it a free water? You <laughs> yeah. did a podcast episode where you give it a kicker right. all the credit. It's oh, like okay. everywhere. That's what pisses me off. They're like, he's such a nat- natural athlete. Look at the way he shoots a basketball. I'm like, see me on the court, guy. The fucking dude annoys the hell out of me. Like, I, I that's too much. It's too much of a team like sport. Like this Pat McAfee guy with this, it's on TV nonstop everywhere you look, and he yeah. was just a I don't fucking like punter. He was a punter. Yeah, I don't like anybody with the name Patrick. They're all fucking weak. And redheads are stupid. Dude, you have to watch my Santino video. Guys, go check out Great Job Awesome on YouTube. Check out the comedy essays that I'm writing. They're comedy mysteries. I don't know what it is. I'm just writing, talking shit about these guys, and it's very fun. And I destroyed mostly myself. (laughs) Dude, I call them a financial aid David Caruso. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get in this contender series. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. This first fight. This Casey Tanner guy, I'm going to go ahead and tell a little story. So before the fight even begins, Casey Tanner comes out. They bring in Yanni DeGreek, and Yanni DeGreek is like, this guy is an underdog, and uh, he's going to win. We're going to put the chalk on the dog. Dude, I had the betting app up, and I'm watching. The guy was um, was an underdog, like a plus 200. As soon as Yanni says that, 
the bets go the other way. People start betting on this guy. He was the favorite. He was a, he was a plus a, a, a minus two hundred favorite a, after that. After a couple of minutes, you know, right before, right when the other guy was walking out, bet swing. And of course, Casey Tanner. We know what happens. Uh, he fought Gene Matsumati. Matsumoto. Matsumoto. And this Matsumoto kid, he put a hurting on him. Casey Tanner's always coming forward, even though his leg had to be killing him. Yeah. He was beating that leg up with some leg kicks. Well, here's what I saw in this fight. I, it looked like the one kid was obviously younger. He was younger, and he was fighting that way. And the other guy was super open in a lot of spots. There was just too many openings for this kid to get to. But the problem with it was is the kid said he was going to knock him out. You didn't do that. So in my mind, I actually write it. I wrote it down as I watched uh, whether I thought they deserved a contract or they didn't. Mm -hmm. And I said no contract on this. <laughs> and yet when you look at the power rankings, I believe Bisbing had this dude number one. <laughs> now, I'm going to give some observation for this fight. And you tell me what you think about this. But it seems to me like uh, these kids that are boring into the gym, you know, like their mom and dad have a gym. This guy, the guy from Whitfield, Virginia, it when they're striking – they don't seem to be putting a lot of power behind their strikes. Like, for instance, uh, this Gene guy, a lot, there was a one time where they were, like, touching heads, leaning on each other, and Casey Tanner starts throwing some body punches, and he was like, it wasn't laying anything on him. I got a theory that I developed last night after watching this, and I'm thinking, you know, these kids are raised in a the gym. They're sparring by the time they're a little kid till, till now. Are they so used to sparring they're not letting out full power when they're when they're fighting somebody? I know it sounds stupid, but that's what I was thinking of. It looked like he was when he's doing those body punches, it looked like he was hitting a bag. Didn't look like I mean, he wasn't like when Gene was hitting him with leg kicks, he was rearing back and snapping his leg. Right. This dude's just trying to hurt him. Just, anyway. Well, you know, I, there's I a lot of crazy. things I believe that go into that, but that is a good that is a good theory. That could be one of them. There has to be a fighter that has that mentality but i also think it comes a lot from the lights you know the emotions you know whether are you actually a dog you know what i mean that's the problem we're seeing a lot of these people like you said that were born in the gym they just happen to be athletes and finding an easy path to mma is right there so you get these ballerinas <laughs> you get these guys that used to be fucking cheerleaders and they come in and they don't have that dog mentality they don't they get hit in the face that one time and it changes the whole thing you know what i mean and they're used to getting a 60% instead of 100% where a guy's trying to open you up, hit you with an elbow, a shin, a shin to the chin. You know what I mean? That type of shit. And it wakes them up. But sometimes those guys come back and they're even more ruthless. Like we talked a lot of shit about that Olberg guy being that he was a model. And it's kind of why? How did you find yourself here? And then you see him fight and you're like, well, he's fucking got it. He's got a dog in him. There's something in that dude that standing there posing for a picture. He was like. Like, I don't want to fucking punch this. For the first you know what I mean? Like, there's something there. You told me to turn this way, whatever. But I don't know. Very interesting uh, interesting matchup. I don't know what you know about the contracts. Did they take either one of these guys? Oh, yes. They took uh, the Gene Motto. Okay. The funny thing is, Dana White came out and was like, you know, I never say this. Um, this is Casey Tanner. It, I, I thought he, uh, he gave him his win. He gave him win money. So he gave both of these guys win their win money, which who knows what that is. You know, he never said. Uh, the next one was a female fight, uh, Palastri versus Alujas. And I don't know why, but they were super hyped on this fight. They acted like this was just the shit. These bitches were going at it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. 
The one girl was open for a right hand over and over again. She never put her left hand up. The girl with the shaved head that lost, mm-hmm. she never put her left hand up in, to defend. She would step back, try to fade out, and the girl kept kept coming over the top with this right hand. She did it twice in a row at one point, and the girl just kept throwing leg kicks. I'm like, if you're gonna throw a leg kick, you're not even throwing the hand. Put it up, dude. It's, it's common sense <laughs> if you're boxing at all, and nothing. And she just kept eating it, and then eventually the other girl got it. Because what well, what made it an interesting fight is the other girl, the redheaded girl, the uh, the one that won Palastri, she certainly had more tenacity. She was more technical. She was kind of putting it on this girl every chance she had, whereas the other girl was just kind of taking it. And she would throw shots back. It made it a fun fight. But at the same time, I'm like, what do you do against anybody we have? At this point, I don't even know. You could beat everybody. You could be the next champion. But it wasn't that exci- It wasn't as exciting as the commentators are trying to make it. That's all I'm saying. You could see the open shots. All day long. Go ahead. No, I was say I thought it was a pretty decent fight. Uh, this Julia Palastria lady. Uh, the funny thing is, when you talk about the other lady not not having her hands up, she she was blocking strikes really weird. Her left hand, she was just kind of like putting them sideways. The the one that ended up winning the fight. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? But yeah, I tell you, when she strange. she like, was getting hit in the first round right at the start of the fight, and she just looked frustrated, like. I'm going to fuck this girl up. That's the look on her face was like, okay, that's that's all you got. I'm going to fucking light your ass up. And she just kept walking into punches and then getting her own shots. And then that, that <laughs> takedown was nice. I thought she did a good job. I, I'm cool with her getting a contract. Well, yeah, I would say you might as well because, like I said, you could be a champion in fucking three months. You know what I mean? That It's just so wide open. We don't know how you could beat these girls with the style that you have. It's very odd. Both these girls have an awkward style that you just don't see. And the fact that that other girl was able to eat so many shots, you're like, fucking bring her on too. Why not, dude? These girls don't punch that hard. Get her in there. Uh, but this next fight, dude, there's a story behind this that I have to talk about. Holy <laughs> shit. All right, so I have this written down. All right. Because when I found out that A.J. Cunningham was fighting this Stephen Wynn guy, and Stephen, this is his third attempt. Of third course, I'm, le- I'm leaning to the other guy. Because he won one of those fights, apparently, by decision. Didn't get a contract, as you shouldn't. Uh, but AJ Cunningham had a dad that was a fucking Aryan. <laughs> Bro, as soon as I heard that, I was like, uh oh, uh oh, this kid's going to be a fucking problem. He's going <laughs> to be a problem. That's scary as shit, dude. Good luck. And I literally wrote down here, I said, easy contract for AJ. Uh, then I watched the fight and I'm like, wow, dude, AJ's really good at blocking punches with his face. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were so many shots where he like, he almost put his head into it, took it, do it. I, I like his spirit, though. I think there's something about this kid and his story that could make him a real uh, a real interesting MMA fighter. You know, Sean Strickland's not too far away from this type of uh, upbringing. And he's the fucking champ. Yeah, this... Well, All right, I, I, hold on. Uh, last fight, the girls. All right. They gave the one a contract. Mm. Yes. Okay, this fight. Contract for Steven? Yes. Bro, he did rock him so bad, though, but the kid's face was there every punch he threw. Like, it was insane. <laughs> I was like, he was, but again, another dude who could just take a beating. And they even and, said that the commentators were like, that's wild. And he gave AJ to win money also. So I like it. Get that boy back in the gym. Bring him back on. Very funny. He told story. the story of his dad, like putting food on his face and then making him sleep outside. That was fucking insane. Wild. dude. But this guy, bring- when he walked out to the, to the octagon and the looks in the look in his eye, his face. I'm like, that dude, holy shit, that guy's going to fuck somebody up. 
<laughs> You're talking <laughs> about Cunningham? Yeah, I'm talking about Cunningham. Yeah, dude, yeah, and did yeah, you yeah. see his friends over? They're, they're what you thought they would look like. You know, <laughs> he's like showed his friends are all like, I don't want to know what. The fucking, they're all like, skinhead looking guys. Dana's so. like, uh, could somebody move the motorcycle that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a Dixie shirt on us. Right, incredible. This one guy, you know, all right, so, yeah, this guy, I wouldn't have gave him a fucking contract, and I'll tell you why. Yes, he rocked A.J. Cunningham. Yes, he had no problems with him. But he's one of those counterpuncher types. Hey, if A.J. Cunningham didn't come forward... I don't know if Stephen Wynn would have even done anything, but stood there waiting. He kept he taunted, taunted him a couple of times. I can't stand that shit. Cunningham, the first round was it was close until the last minute of it, and I really think you know I didn't go back and watch this, but just watching it in real time, it's like Cunningham was like, okay, um, the end of the round's about to happen. Let's just you know they go out there like ten seconds left and they just go out at it. That's the impression I, I got. He was yeah. like, all right, the end of the round's about to happen. Let's get into a dog fight. And he went in and started punching, and he got caught severely. Absolutely. And went down, and it, Now, the fight should have been, I think the fight probably should have been over with right then, but the referee didn't stop it, and then he t- took a couple of punches after the bell rung, like three. First, I thought it was like one when I watched it in real time. That I did go back and look at. He got hit three times after the bell rung. Now... My opinion, if the bell, if the fight's not ended now, like I said, I felt like the fight should have been, it should have been over. It was over with, but yeah. since the referee didn't say it was over with, t- tell me if you agree or disagree. If someone gets hit after the bell and the fight isn't over, I think they should get a little bit more recovery time. That's, that's just my opinion. If they got hit late, but anyway, true, they made him yeah. come right back out there. Man, his face looked, it looked like a catcher's mitt. I don't know. But- how- isn't that what I've always said is my favorite thing? I'm like, I've always said the last 10 seconds, dude, what do you have to lose? Yeah. And that those are one of those moments where you're like, well, that's what you have to lose. Yeah. <laughs> you could easily just get slept and, uh, or choked out if you're Paul Craig. You know what I mean? It reminded me of the, like the Korean zombies last fight when he, he just kind of like, okay, we're going to go into a dog fight and then just didn't work out. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. Something Denise, right? Denise versus Neves. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> uh, these guys heavyweights, 205ers? Yeah, they're heavyweights. Yep. All right. Denise well, ended up getting a contract. Here's another ja- Jared Vander. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. But there's a high – I mean, what are the chances this guy's the next big thing? I mean, the thing that I liked about him, I, I'm not nothing. I don't want to take anything away, but it's like we've seen too many fucking heavyweights do pretty, basically the same thing, and then come into the UFC, fight real heavyweights, and it's the most boring shit you could ever watch. And I do think that this guy, he's good. He seemed to be his footwork was fantastic. He was always right in front of the dude. He didn't. He let him get away. He didn't chase him either. And uh, he was he's pretty big, and he seems to be athletic. The only thing I think is there was some openings there where there, if a, a Cyril gone, you know what I mean? Uh, Andre Arlowski could find those openings. It's like, bring him in, I guess. So I did I did have a contract on this one, you know, Denise, because it was one of the few finishes, uh, if any. You don't, you don't really expect it going in, but, yeah, it was a decent finish. But also I saw the guy have opportunities to do well. This guy stayed on top of him. He pressured him. And not a lot of heavyweights are doing that these days. So bring him in, 
Give him Parker Porter. <laughs> Give him Jared. Work him <laughs> up. You know, we'll see what happens. Now, I, I did think Bisping built him up more. It's like you said with the female fight. Bisping was like, this guy can do it all. He can throw kicks. He can do flying knees. Well, dude, <laughs> this ain't the heavyweights from back in, like, UFC 3 or something. This, this right. is, every heavyweight can throw a flying knee now. Yeah. Come on, Bisping. There's no, <laughs> there's no Tank Abbott. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, there's not Bob Sapp out there. Yeah, Tank Abbott versus Bob Sapp or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm surprised that never happened. <laughs> it's probably but, happening uh, right now. What do you think? Yeah. Butterbeans oh, refereeing. Man. We're getting too deep. These are deep cuts for some of our newer oh. MMA fans. <laughs> they're, just, they're like, I don't know any of this. What's a Bob Sapp? <laughs> so that never, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his second time on the show. And then Malik Lewis, he comes on the show again. He fought Trevor Peak last time uh, against this, this James Lylan Top or some, something like that. The guy okay, has got a, go does he see his neck tattoo. I know you You love neck tattoos. That's like your thing. I didn't really pay much attention. Go ahead. Okay, Tell it me. was FFC. And that's where he's fought the most. Fusion Fighting Championship. <laughs> he's got wow. the organization tattooed on his neck. You know and, what, Sam? That's as cool as winning the Ultimate Fighter twice. <laughs> and Dana gave him a... Uh, Dana was like... When he gave him the contract, he's he goes, you know, wow, the man's got the name of his old organization on his neck. That's... I guess it shows loyalty. <laughs> it does show loyalty. He's leaving. He's going to the UFC now. <laughs> yeah. Loyalty, and now he's going to have to get a UFC. Change that first F into a U. This Malik uh, Lewis has got to be he's, – he's such a damn disappointment because he is like – if you see this guy, this guy, I remember him from being on there before. He stands out. He's a tough-looking dude. If I saw this guy on the street, I would think he's like – a a badass no problems beating anybody and he comes in and just gets beat up <laughs> well i i do agree with you and i saw the exact same thing when he was sparring in the you know warming up in the room and shit i'm like this dude's got a body on him he's thick as hell he could be a problem i just think he's not good enough in in any area yet besides that he might just have a cardio guy. That's a forever gym type of shit. You know what I mean? Like a guy who's lived in the gym. He's got great cardio, but he ha- doesn't have a lot of power in the striking. Yeah. He doesn't have a chin or a chin that's been tested yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not over there kicking fucking steel poles like Tony Ferguson. You know what I mean? These guys have to get themselves in there and get used to it. And when you're, he's not super young, but you got guys that are coming in that are young that are 24, like this, this first guy, this um, Matsumoto. And then what was it? Last week, the 21-year-old guy that lost, but also did fucking very well against another, the Jean uh, Silva. The kid that he fought was 21 and fucking nasty. He's got a great chin, took a beating, was fucking still in the fight the whole time. You got to understand, those guys exist. If you're coming in and you're the older fighter, you have to be, you have to look like it in more ways than one, not just physically. And sometimes you just don't see that. Yeah. They keep getting, why do they, why are they? Giving these guys more chances. What's that? What, tell me if you have an explanation for that. I don't. And it's like Steven Wynn, give him three chances. Dude. That's why I wouldn't have signed him. I'd be like, dude, this is your third chance. Uh, you know, you got to show some killer instinct. Go yeah, beat the shit it. out of the guy. I know he pretty much did. But a lot of standing around in the first, first both rounds, really, and, until the guy punched him first and then he countered. 
But anyway, I, and I, I'll say this about the Greek. And we don't have to see this guy after every fucking fight. And the thing is, when the fight's over with, they brought him in twice. All the fights were done. There's no need to bring this guy in. Uh, Greek, yeah. how'd you think so-and-so looked? But they don't have anything to do with betting. So anyway. No, good. It, the Greek, he, he laid out a parlay before the fight. This fight's going to go under. This fight's going to go over. This fight's going to go... And all of that that bet was correct. He he did he did a good job with that, but he did pick the wrong people. And I'm starting to think it was done on purpose. So anyway, well that's okay because I wrote something about Yanni here too. I said uh, he's easily the most annoying rat faced involved in this sport. Uh, he's worse than Mike Jackson. Wow, that's some hatred right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I skip everything he says. I can't hear his voice, dude. I can't. I just absolutely can't. <laughs> It's so bothersome. But let's get into this uh, most recent card here, UFC 293, probably the lowest bought pay-per-view in the history of the sport. It's got to be up there. It has to be. I mean, the main card was a fucking – the whole card was kind of shit uh, from from what I watched. Oh, can I also say something about these uh, uh, contender series? Was the last guy – no, the Stephen Wynn had a coach in his corner. That used to be a UFC fighter who was Steven something. Uh, some, what's his name? His name's Steven something too. He just quit, remember? Yeah. And when he retired on the microphone, he said he was going to start his own organization. Hmm. He says it on mic when he quit. Wow. He's the one that has like the <coughs> small Superman thing in his chest and then flames behind it. Chains and shit. You know, he's a, he's a foreign guy. <coughs> he's from somewhere. But he just retired. And there he is coaching, bringing a guy, one of his guys to the Contender Series. But you're gonna start your own. <laughs> just, just open a gym, dude. You're not gonna compete. I mean, game bread, MMA, bare knuckle MMA fighting. Has anybody seen anything but clips of this shit? I swear to God, the event is constantly promoted to me on my fucking channel. But dude, it's like just a clip of Junior Dos Santos versus Fabricio Verdum. <laughs> no, I was getting all those clips of uh, all those advertisements for Anthony Pettis's organization because they had a, a fight here. And I'm hey. like, ah, oh, that'd be cool to go to. It was like started like 75 bucks. Like, yeah, fuck that. Yikes. <laughs> That's hey, a, like far what? away too. Uh, there is something you can watch though. It's on YouTube that just came out a few days ago. A new BKFC event, bare knuckle fighting. I, I forget who the main ones were. It's some nice names or two. It's about 50 minutes. Like, let's go, dude. Uh, all right. Yeah. Talk to me. All right. This first fight, Kevin Juicet versus. Uh, Kiefer Crosby, uh, this Juicy guy he got tagged a couple of times, but he just kept coming forward, landed some shots of his own, some leg kicks, ended up getting the fight to the ground, and tapped Crosby very, very Crosby tapped very quickly, and then uh, Juicy called out Ian Gary. Oh. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are doing this recently. Until somebody mentions the fact that he took his wife's name, you're not going to get that fight. <laughs> Someone's got to say it. The first guy to bring up that he took his wife's name. That's the fight. You're, that's the guy he's going to want to have to fight. This Gabriel Miranda versus uh, Shane Young. This was a only it didn't even last oh. a minute. It's 59 seconds. This was the easy, easy win for Miranda. Uh, easy choke. I like this guy a lot, too. I fucking like this Shane guy. Young is Young. terrible. Bro, this, this fucking Gabriel Miranda guy feels like a goddamn cartoon. <laughs> He doesn't feel like a real guy. Everything about him seems very animated, and I love it. The mustache, the way he fights, the way he talks, great. So next we had 
Charlie Radke versus Mike Matea, otherwise known as Blood Diamond. So yeah, that was the easy win. 29-27s across the board. Uh, so both guys like kind of stun each other in the first round. I, I don't think either one of these guys have a chin. Uh, Radke, he held Diamond to the fence after that. Uh, then he was he did beat him up on the feet a little bit in the second round. Uh, that first round, like I said, they stumbled each other. He held him up against the cage. That's why the fans were booing. Plus the fans over there, they you know they were pulling for Blood Diamond, man. I want Blood Diamond yeah. to win. But uh, Diamond, round three, had a point taken away for groin strike. Uh, Radke, he wins the fight. The crowd's booing. And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Radke calls the crowd uh, a bunch of pussies and fags and all kinds of shit. It so, <laughs> goes crazy it. on him. It was insane. And DC, I, I mean... DC is like... You can't say that. <laughs> then it's like fucking yeah. laugh and then need to start walking away. got one away. sentence. Goodbye. Uh, that was incredible. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I'm sure it's only a matter of time before somebody like Sean Strickland gets himself into some. <laughs> he's said some weird shit already. But that's what somebody was like. I uh, seen somebody comment was like, "Can you imagine if Strickland wins? What he's gonna say?" <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> yeah. I wonder how many times Izzy was shaking his hand while he was talking to him after him was like, "Can we stop the dog thing though?" <laughs> we stopped the dog shit. All right, uh, yeah. This Blood Diamond character, he's got to be one of the worst fighters on the roster. He's got to be up there. He's 0-3 now. Well, he made us remember his name because <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Like, you can't have that cool of a nickname and also be terrible. It's weird. All right, the next right. fight, yeah. uh, Nasrat uh, Haparist. Uh, no. That's all right. Oh, <laughs> Landon Quinosis. This Kronosis guy, he he was a late replacement, and he he was he was kicking the shit out of uh, Nazareth's leg this whole fight, and Nazareth was just head hunting, and then throw, he'd throw a couple body shots, chase him around, head hunt. I I felt like it was only a, he won all three rounds, but it was, it was I'm trying to think the word I want to use for it. It was like Landon, he focused on his legs. Hazard, head and body. You know, it was anyway. I, that's all I have really. Wouldn't much of yeah, a fight. I don't got much for it either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, they're gonna. The guy's got probably more than one fight on his contract, so we'll see what happens. This Jamie Malarkey, John McDessey fight. This this was. I thought this was pretty even. I'm surprised it wasn't a split decision. Uh, I was watching it and I'm like, yeah, may I think maybe Malarkey won, but. I wasn't for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I missed the whole fight. <laughs> I'm serious. That wasn't much That's to see. Uh, now this next fight, uh, this Marskell versus Jack Jenkins. This is the guy that his record was not that great. It, it wasn't like on a roll or anything. And he came. He, he reminds me of of how um, Chad was. What's the guy's Chris Curtis, the Action Man, did. He was in PFL. He lost a couple. Comes to UFC and starts beating the shit out of people. This uh, Mirskill guy, you know, I I said this on the last episode. He should lose, but everybody expected him to lose against Trevor Peak, and he surprised everybody. And that's what he gets to, uh, against Jack Jenkins. Uh, he was looking good. He's backing up Jack Jenkins. Tries to take him down. Jack Jenkins tries to catch himself from falling, and his fucking elbow like snapped it wasn't it didn't look good at all terrible 
But yeah, you're right. We have some of these guys that are doing that. And it's nice. You know, it's a Michael Chandler style. You know, at least they're not coming in and immediately getting a title shot because they fought somewhere <laughs> else. Even if they win PFL, it's like you're not not really a champion, Chan. I'd say like you're rich now, <laughs> for sure. Now you can take some time off. But uh, yeah, Jack. I don't know. Good luck, man. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be back soon. That looked pretty ugly. Uh, Carlos Olberg, Jung Doyon. You mentioned this earlier that Olberg uh, was pretty good, and this fight, Young tapped. He had 11 seconds to go. 11 seconds to go in the third round, and he ended up tapping. But, uh, you know, he was going to lose the fight 30-27 anyway. Oh. He, uh, Olberg, Olberg, man, he, he looked fantastic. Oh. Yeah, I think this is one of the few guys that we're seeing uh, get better every time. You know, and that's the most important thing. If you really have desires to be a champion, you can't come in and just be like, well, I'm still really good at jujitsu. Like, yeah, well, we need you to do other things, too, because your opponents are going to be a lot tougher as you move forward. Isn't that how it works? I mean, yeah, in any sport. You're, you're right about that. Like I mentioned in the last episode, they both had fought that uh, Kennedy and Jukwe guy, and Olberg lost, but he's won, he's won since, every fight since. And Jung beat in Chuck Wei, and then he's lost every fight since. It's very <laughs> odd, but... Well, the thing about Olberg too is he's got—he's a big fucking guy. He's got some good reach. He's probably got some power. He's got hands of stone, I would imagine. That guy's had to punch through some brick walls at some point. The fucking guy's a statue, you know. And fighting these guys where he's already got an athletic advantage over them, he's just got to get used to their style. He's—he's he's kind of a Kennedy fucked him up because they—they both started slow and that continuous starting slow. You're like, what do I—I I don't even know what's happening. Like what? What's the next step? Who goes? And that's how you get yourself fucked up. Was when you get that. It's sort of a mind control trick, almost. You know what I mean? You get that fighter. They do it in all sports, right? You get them playing your game. You get them to do what you want them to do. And that's what Kennedy does. He'll lull you, <laughs> lull you to sleep like a Pokemon and fucking <laughs> strike. Uh, Tyson Pedro versus the Pleasure Man. This was funny for me because the so you whole remember time his name too, time. even though he's 0 3 to UFC. Yeah, no shit. Uh, this is what's crazy to me though about this: is that commentators were even saying they were like, uh, "This is one of the few times Tyson's fighting a guy that he genuinely doesn't like." <laughs> and then you see his eyes as he's trying to take this guy's head off. You're like, "Oh, he doesn't <laughs> like him." <laughs> yeah, I think it was destined to be this way, anyways. But Tyson's got to be more active, supposed to be supportive yes. of this. There you go. Exactly. Pleasure Man is 0-3 now in the UFC. He's, he's got to be let go. Him and Blood Diamond, what are they going to do? Like, end up <laughs> fighting each other? I mean... I wonder... This is my next thing, though. Just about the Contender Series and about these guys that lose pieces. Why wouldn't that happen? Why wouldn't you throw a PFL guy into the Contender Series? Why Could a UFC guy come back to the UFC through the... Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I like it. Like, could we see Rashad Evans... <laughs> Hit the content because they're you know they're talking about now. There's three different fighters that I'd love to see make a comeback, even if they lose. I'd like to see them fight again. Rashad Evans, Paul Felder, and my number one, Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy for me is just a quintessential guy that you fucking let's go, bro. Let's fucking go. There was he was so special, dude. And I I think he commentates somewhere. He's a commentator on one of these other uh, leagues. You always you'll hear his voice the entire time, and he's a smart fucking guy, dude. And he's quick with it. 
He's quick with it. He's on him. He'll make a joke too. I think he does a podcast with Mark Goddard. I'm serious. What a duo. Uh, yeah, fuck well, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm positive. I'm convinced. Paul Felder, we're gonna see him back. That's hey, what I'm thinking. He's entered his name into all the drug yep, protocol shit. Just in case. Just in case. Wait, this is what I like: is Paul stayed an athlete the whole time. So I, so has Dan. And I said, somebody posted on Twitter, who, who, who should uh, Felder face if he comes back? And I said Dan Hardy. But then I was also thinking, I was like, that's Paul Felder at 170, and he's way littler now. The guy's a triathlete or whatever now, so he's got to lose some muscle mass. What is Dan Hardy doing? Getting bigger? You know what I mean? Is he more up towards 200? Could he get down to 55? Could he do 70? I don't know. That'd be a fun fight, though. That's some sh- that like imagine an entire special card like that, same, where it's just like just matchups that you never got to see, and it's like, hey, we'll just box. We don't gotta wrestle. My back hurts. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Chuck Liddell. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna see Felder back, and he he did a commentary over there with the Korean Zombie, and he thought that that was like magical, that the way the people how much they loved Korean Zombie, and he fought for those people over there, and. Right. He's like, man, that made me want to get back into it. But anyway. Where's he going to fight? Philadelphia? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, that's only no one's going to do that for Felder. No. And he's great, but come on, man. <laughs> These guys represent whole nations. Uh, anyways, Just, uh, Justin, Justin Taffa, Austin Lane. Dear God. <laughs> I mean, Austin Lane. Have I not already said this a dozen times <laughs> since this dude lost to Greg Hardy? Why is he here? I don't He's know. fucking garbage. He's so bad. I don't know what they see this guy. First instinct, kick you in the nuts, poke you in the eye. <laughs> oh, oh, so you're fighting like my sister. <laughs> like, what in the fuck, bro? And Tafa's even like, I'm good. <laughs> Whereas the other guy, you know, the last time it was like, oh, fuck. Now he's like, I got to take this guy's fucking head off. <laughs> this fucking immoral. There's no way you don't hit him in the head. He's also tall as shit, and he crouches when he strikes. <laughs> uh... Austin Lane. What is he, 6'6"? Six, six? And he crouches down to strike? I mean, I get it when you're fighting a shorter guy, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. use your height, guy. He's, he's used to bending down on the line in football or something. I don't know. Bro, he should start following Mike Jackson on Instagram. I don't so even know what people... position he played. Well, <laughs> he was not, a defensive end. He wasn't <laughs> well. He wasn't good at it because we don't know who he is. No. Uh, the fuck, man? I mean, Brock Lesnar's football career is more relevant than this guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, this guy needs to take his NFL money. I see where he had signed a $1.974 million contract for, for four years. Man, take that money, damn $185,000 signing bonus. Go open up a bar or something, dude. Open a bar, <laughs> a gym. You know, this is what this it is. Working. This guy just wanted, look, this guy wanted to get into a, uh, the UFC for whatever amount of time it was going to be. So that way he could have some sort of shorts, you know, put into a fucking frame and hang on a wall in a gym that he opened soon <laughs> yeah. for $20,000. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could fought in the UFC. I'm going to Austin Lane's gym. You're like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Greg Hardy's gym? <laughs> this is what I'm looking for. Uh, Manel Cop, Felipe Dos Santos. <laughs> All right, so this fight, 30-27, I thought Del Santos had pulled it off. Don't leave to the judges, of course. But, you know, as you saw my bet slip, uh, I had a little bit, tiny, tiny bit riding on Cop and Volkov. So I'm glad he did pull it off, and I'm like, fuck. This is uh, 
you know, even the betting app was like, hey, you want to withdraw a couple pennies while you can? Kind of type of thing, you know. Because this guy, he didn't look like he was winning during in his fight. But we can't, I can't wait to get into what he said afterwards. That's all. What, are you talking about cop didn't look like he was winning? Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, it, I, I didn't think he won like the fight. It looked like he was running a lot. Yes. Trying to avoid a lot of shit. The, the defense was poor, and it was like, I just got to get away from this. Get guy. out of here. Yeah. Felipe, Felipe was surprising. I think that says a lot about Felipe because Manel's not one of these guys that just he, he takes any fight lightly and he mm-hmm. comes in prepared. And here's this guy. I believe this was short notice because what was it, was it? Two weeks last week, it was to be, to be announced. Yeah, it was um, supposed to be um, uh, France. So that can be a problem. You know, that can fuck with the fighter for sure. So he was just probably trying to survive and get an easy victory. And yet, you know, here's this guy not going anywhere. No. I like that. I like that. Let me ask you something. If you're supposed to fight somebody and you get injured, uh, apparently had a concussion, Kia Care Care France, during training, would you show up at the event? Like in the crowd? So basically, he's out in the crowd watching the guy that he, he avoided by not fighting. Hey Sam, let me re- let me rephrase the question. If you called off work, <laughs> did you show up? There you go. Would you go sit outside? Yeah. That's a great way to rephrase it's it. Incredible. So, did Mike, you see what happened after this fight? He like flipped him off and all this. I, I saw. Go ahead. Oh my god! Then you, you must not have. Uh, you don't know what happened, did you? Oh goodness! All right, so they had a big interaction. Uh, okay. DC's holding the mic up. And, you know, every all the events that took place earlier. And yeah. Cop is like, you know, you two pussies to show up, blah, 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 blah. And they're jawjacking back and forth. And Cop goes, listen to me, listen to me. Um, I'm going to beat you. And nobody's going to do anything about it. You know why? You know why? Because your, your teammates, your friends, your teammates... They're all a bunch of faggots. <laughs> DC oh snatched the microphone so oh quick, dude. God. He snatched that microphone and got the fuck out of there. So, so twice funny. in one night, twice in one night, uh, the gays. I just have to say this. Fly. I'm surprised you didn't see that. Uh, I don't know how I didn't. I because <laughs> probably because this fight was dragging the fuck on, and I went <laughs> to do something well. else. You know, what I, mean? I stopped looking at the screen, but I have to say, no one's gonna be able even, to do any fighter interviews anymore. If 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 it is, it's not okay that Charles Radke says this, this shit. It's not okay that Manel says this shit. But also, let's give one to the boys for bringing it back. You know what I mean? It's a little, you know, fuck. Who we could say whatever the fuck we want. Who what? I get. Here's the difference though, Sam. It's TV, guy. You're on it's TV. TV. Yeah. You know that's when. Hey, even a guy like myself, if you start talking crazy, he's gonna throw those words at you. Fine. I'm not going to say it on TV. Like, cause you know what that's telling you right there? But I'm going to tell you right now, everywhere might as well be TV. Because anywhere, anybody can pull their phone out in like okay, three fine, seconds fuck and it, record say you. It then. Say it. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> All I'm saying is as far as freedom of speech is concerned, who gives a shit? He's, yeah. not, the, he's not hurting anybody who's, uh, you know, a homosexual to any degree by saying that. Because he's talking about guys that are fucking sleeveless shirts they got fucking four chain you know what i mean like fucking just got you like yeah fucking your guys those fucking do, those doofuses over there he could have chose a different word of course yeah, but you yeah. know which one stings that one <laughs> that stings a guy who's like man i fuck girls dude i fucking fuck girls it's not hurting a guy that fucks other guys he's like yeah i'm a fag it's just what what <laughs> just i mean i'm sure there's some 
gay guy that's probably like I, I just like thought it was insane that it was bro like twice twice that's in one night incredible. you think after incredible. the first time somebody be like hey y'all watch yourselves on the uh, microphone dude wait until somebody's on the fucking commentating thing Joe comes back <laughs> fucking like, because you know look the, at, dude you don't want the FCC involved in your shit no. so that's what I would I'd go back there if I was Dana and be like y'all need to cut this shit out you know no matter no matter how Dana feels free speech all right. that. Right. Y'all need to cut this shit out it's, because it's I don't want the FCC yeah. coming after my shit. <laughs> no kidding. If you got a lot to lose because of it, yeah, avoid it as much as you can. But the fact that they were like, yeah, I don't care. Ah. The one guy, Radke himself, didn't take any time. He was angry. Yeah. That, that was going to come out of him in the streets, at the barber shop, wherever the fuck he could be. And Somebody talking crazy. I'll tell you what kind of got me about that is after he said that, Laura Senko comes right on the microphone and is, oh, wow, he pulled the Kobe Covington there. Went full on Kobe. Co- <laughs> I'm thinking, man, that is fucked up to say that. The, like, put, put man out to dry. <laughs> anyway. I will say this, dude. I think I'm more in love with Lauren Senko than I've ever been. <laughs> I think the Contender Series, the way she looked on that Contender Series, oh, my Lord. Anyways. All right. Alexander Volkov, Ty Tiavasa. Ty Tuivasa stinks. This looks like a giant <laughs> facing a midget. Oh, I don't know what to do. Here's what I think. If Ty Tuivasa was very serious about this, he's got to commit himself to getting to 205. <laughs> he has to fight Alexander Rakic. You know what I mean? A Vulcan Uzdemir. He has to fight the, because he has the power of a heavyweight. He does not have the frame, the speed. You know, some of these guys, like Cyril Gant, you going to fight that guy? Rosenstrike, you going to fight that guy? It's too fast. Aspinall, faster than everybody. Going down to 205, he's going to be able to match some speeds like Han Blockowitz. You know what I mean? There's guys at 205. This guy, Tuivasa, could could take it on the chin and be cool. Heavyweight? Good luck, dude. <laughs> I, I mean, he's had some success, but it's so goddamn inconsistent, it's almost like you wouldn't even know his name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was going to say, this guy kind of came out of nowhere because, you know, he beat a bunch of nobodies. And then he won a decision against Orlovsky. Okay, not impossible to do. Then he got <laughs> knocked out by Junior DeSantos. He lost to Bla- Blago Ivanik. He he okay. lost to Sergio Spivak. Three three fights in a row. Two of them he was finished in. And no no one. I mean, we wouldn't have known his name if other than oh yeah, I'd seen him that time when he fought Junior DeSantos or something. You know, right. they, some name we would have brought up. And then all of a sudden he went on a winning streak. But if you look at the people he fought, Stefan Struve, not impossible to knock him out. Even <coughs> right. uh, Henry Horn Sucker, Greg Hardy, Augustus Sakai. Then he got to Derek Lewis, and that was like, holy shit. You know, Derek Lewis in Houston? Wow. I can't believe Stefan Struve is still. Well, that was, probably, uh, that was 2020, yeah. you know. Say probably not now, but I can't believe he was even that low back then, where he would have to fight Ty Tuivasa. <laughs> like that's a, that's a guy you bring out of like a fucking cooler, you know, yeah. a freezer or some shit. Like, look at this that, thing. That was his, yeah, he that was his that. last fight. He had he had lost. Yeah, like, he has not done well. Most four of his out, career. four out of yeah, at the end of his career <laughs> yeah. was at but the end of. He's his just career. a scary guy. That's a guy you bring out at the end of the movie. Like that's the final. Good luck, Bruce Lee. That's who you you have to fight, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul White, I guess. Fucking that guy was, <laughs> you know, Encino man. I might have to go but back terrifying. and try to find that fight with him and Tavasa because Volkov looked like a, a like yeah, he was no eight kidding. feet tall against him. So I can't imagine what right. Struve would look like against him. 
Well, we have to give credit where credit's due. Volkov is no slouch. This fucking guy wants a title, I think. I think he's mad. I think he's resentful that he has to keep fighting these motherfuckers that he should be ahead of already. He should be fighting Derek Lewis again. He should be fighting, you know, the top three guys trying to get that belt. Give him Aspinall. You know what I mean? Give Aspinall something different. Instead, he's fighting Ty Tuivasa. And Ty was, you know, ranked sixth. Fine. But Volkov's a known name. He's a terrifying dude. He's got great skill. Very technical. Got a chin. Like I said, that boy bites down on that mouth guard. Good luck. You see those shots that he would take from Tuivasa when he would take them? Just bite down and fucking throw back. It was fantastic. Uh, but let's talk about this main event. First thing I got to bring up right. about the main event. Is, of course, we all know Kamaru, or not Kamaru, uh, Israel Adesanya lost. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But the funny thing I found online, Kamaru Usman thinks that Izzy should take some time off. Oh, I've seen that, actually. Okay. So I actually wrote some shit down because it pissed me off. I don't know if you knew that that was what I said, but here's what I said. I said, Kamaru urges Izzy to not be as active after the loss. He says to take time off. And I said, why? So we can forget you were the champ? I was like, nobody wants an inactive champ. The fact Lizzie has the fact Lizzie, the fact that Izzy has lost the belt twice and fought at 205 already makes him a star. Everyone's forgot about Volkanovski, Islam, Usman, because they barely fight. And when they do, there isn't any reason to talk about it. Okay? Izzy, ha Izzy gives you a reason every single time he fights to talk about it. I make fun of the pay-per-view buys because there wasn't shit else on the card. He probably could have, that fight alone could have sold the card. Right? But the fight didn't live up to the hype. No. whatsoever and here's my here's my theory on this the problem with Volkanovski Islam and Kamaru is they don't fight enough so people don't even remember remember that they're a fucking champion until they promote it seven weeks ahead of time so don't pretend like Izzy needs to take time off because you don't want to fucking fight you scared bitch that's what it is you're afraid of losing that belt again you know what I mean or not ever getting a belt again these guys are just like that that's why Leon is still the champion you dork oh he's being active take some time off what why? So your legacy fucking gets forgotten, you dumbass? Your fights are already boring. The most important thing we remember <laughs> about Usman is being knocked out by Leon Edwards. I was going to say, did... uh, Go ahead. Izzy was a, enough inactive during the fight. That's that's when he took time there you off. There you go. He'd come now, back and, and come back. Did you see the specific moment where it happened? Because Sean Strickland rocked his ass. He almost finished him. Yeah, yeah I did see that. As soon as that happened, it was a wrap. <laughs> because he knew that he he could. He threw a shitload of punches at very quick speed to get him in there. Who, Strickland? Strickland, when, when Izzy was trying to get up, trying to stand yeah. up, he was Dude, just unloading. The, one, the ones that he caught him with, I was like, what the fuck was that? What even was it? I saw nothing. It was just such because he comes from nowhere. It's just such an awkward thing. You're like, I don't know what he's doing. And then you try to hit him, and you're like, he's, never, he's not there. And if you hit, you're like, he punched a shoulder, you know, part of his neck maybe. Uh... You know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Sean won that fight. That was all Sean Strickland. He won the fight. And I think he took Izzy out of his game very early, and that's what fucked everything else up. Once that man got touched on his chin, lost, couldn't figure out where he was, it was all defense from that point. He didn't want it to happen again. He took no risk after that. No risk. He didn't do anything spontaneous, even though Jake Paul offered him 500000 to do a fucking spinning back fist. <laughs> Hey, Drake, sorry you lost all that money, you fucking moron. <laughs> know about the fight game a little bit more before you start throwing away your money, you dipshit. 
I hate that. And then, and then they got to promote it so much. Like, that's a big deal. Nobody gives a fuck that Drake watches fights. Who gives a shit, dude? That means nothing. Oh, you, you mean those guys don't have shit to do? They have fucking money that they could throw $80 at a pay-per-view that doesn't have any good fights on it but one? Oh, weird. I swear don't, put that in, don't write an article about that. It's not fucking relevant. It's not relevant. I read the headline of it. I don't even read the article, but imagine sitting there writing like, wow, Drake placed a $500,000 bet on Israel Adesanya, and you saw how that went. How crazy. What's your life, dude? What the fuck is your existence? That's so goddamn lame to bring that up at all, to even talk about Drake when he was on the sidelines during the Raptors play during the playoffs, bro. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? What is he, fucking Paul McCartney? Goddamn irrelevant, dude. I hate it. Oh, he lost a bunch. He lost $500,000 because he doesn't know what he's talking about? Oh, weird. Weird. He doesn't know fighting at all. He just picks the guy who's the most popular. That's fucking strange. <laughs> fucking read a book for once, you goddamn moron. It's so simple. It's so simple. I'm glad you lost that money. I wish fucking Izzy would have thrown that fucking $500,000 spinning back fist. What is that for? <laughs> but see, the odds were so bad because Izzy was, was such a huge favorite. That 500000 I mean, if he had a one, what would he have gotten? 200000 out of it? You know, right. For a total of seven hundred thousand, but still, it—I don't know, man. But if you're gonna bet well, that what, much money, man, put some shit well, what, with some better odds. Sam, that's what happens when Drake listens to Yanni the Greek. That's right. That's right. Fucking Sometimes God, I almost dude. think they try to bait you into the shit. Like they'll—they'll they'll even tell you before the fight <laughs> yeah. happens. Man, a nominous better just just put down uh three hundred thousand on so and so. They oh, the, the first thing that comes to my mind yeah. is they're trying to get me to waste my fucking. Thirty dollars or whatever. Put uh, they want me to say, oh damn, if he that's sure of it to put that much, maybe right. I can put my five bucks yep. on there. Nah, man, fuck that. Fuck Greek. I'm on your game, Greek. Hey, 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 hold on, Sam. But expand that beyond just the fight game. Expand that to a larger thing like the world in general. How if one guy's just like that's probably what's gonna happen. You know, everybody else is like, okay, yes, sir, certainly. You know what I mean? It's all very robotic, and people are willing to be like, well, I don't know. I, It's too deep for this podcast, yeah. but people are cheap. Yeah, I can keep going <laughs> with this shit. I've seen this shit on Twitter, like some fucking ad come up about, join this betting group. Oh, $2 a month special this month for something, and it's, this guy's got an 86% uh, rate on picking college football. And I look, it's the fucking Greek. Yanni the Greek, I'm like, dude, come the fuck on. There's no way this guy's 86% accurate. <laughs> no fucking way, dude. That's incredible. <laughs> was I he, love it. Was what? he only choosing to pick, like, you know, fucking Alabama versus Northern Alabama or some shit like that? He's just <laughs> yeah. doing those, the ones that open up the season, you know, the one that went like 80 to nothing. I'm oh. glad that you didn't say Notre Dame. That's nice of you. <laughs> I was trying All to right. think of somebody that was bad. <laughs> Well, Notre Dame's, you know, typically Dame's losing shit, that man. fucking team. Just beat up on NC State. NC State is where the what used to be our quarterback play played for. He transferred to NC State, man. A guy that looks like you, quarterback and oh. down there. You gotta check him out. Oh well, yeah. But an Armstrong. I, I I'm definitely a fan of people that look like me. You son there of a you bitch. Go. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Guy looks like you. All right, All right so, I'll take it. I'll take. It. Uh, this next event, T-Mobile Arena out in Nevada. Okay. Now, Even the Apex? I, you know, When's I, the last time we had Apex fights? It feels like it's been a minute. Nah, uh, a little bit. I, I, uh, what's I going to say? 
This this card, I like this card. I like this card a great deal. I like it better than the card that just happened. Now, okay. you know, I I could be you know, off my mind. All right, so last time I was in Apex was August the 12th. Oh. Okay, not too long ago. Yeah. Go ahead. But, Josephine. Uh, this card, I like this card. I say, so the first fight, Josephine Nutson. I don't know. She was just on the Contender Series. It was that lady. Oh, didn't get a contract. Knutson. Knutson. Josephine Knutson. Uh, Marnik Man. Marnik Man. Okay. See, I don't even... I wrote down some shit. I don't even need to look at it. Josephine, she was in a contender series. She won her fight. DC talked her up. This was only a couple weeks ago. Maybe three weeks ago. DC just... Oh, she, she can come in and beat just about everybody we have. She's, she's UFC ready. Blah, blah. And... It's almost like Dana White pays attention to what DC says and just maybe it's like a running theme in the back. He just tries to spite him, just to do shit, just to fuck with him. Like, yeah, I'm not signing her ass. DC's all over her. So, but he didn't give her a contract, but here she is three weeks later on an actual fight. Now, Marnik Mann, uh, this is sawed off. That's what they called her. This lady came out. She was five feet tall. You know, she, she looked like, uh, you know, she, she was... Looked like Pat Barry. She was a little small, thick legs. And she fought this lady. I think it was Bruno Brazil. Uh, and they they talked up Margaret Mann. She, I think she might have been undefeated at the time. Bruno Brazil threw a head kick and knocked her fucking ass out. <laughs> so <laughs> then she... So now I go back to my what I did right now. Okay, so she was she was 5-0 and oh at the time. That made her 5-1. and one. She didn't get a contract, of course. She got knocked out. But... She went to LFA and beat a girl that's seven and seven, and now she's back in the UFC. So, oh, wow, that's all it takes. Yep, that's all it takes. So, so all right, next fight. Happen though. What do you think the the results are gonna be? Oh, uh, I think this Josephine lady is gonna beat the brakes off of Marnik Man when she was throwing those. She threw a couple flying knees in her fight on the Contender Series, and if she hits Marnik Man one. She throws a flying knee at her like that. That's gonna land like tell me go over top of her head. It's gonna hit her right in the forehead. She's gonna be right. done. Good night. You remember? You remember Marnik Man? Maybe I, I do don't know. know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when well, I heard Marnik, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's something you can't forget. I don't know what fight you got next, but sure, dog. It's Alex, uh, yeah, Rias versus Charlie Campbell. All right, Charlie Campbell. Another person that was on the Contender Series. He was knocked out in the first round by Chris Duncan. Then he went to Cage Fury. Fury got one win over a guy that's 9-6. and six, uh, And now he's back. That's all it takes. Uh, you made the mention before, a long time ago. When they bring you in on the Contender Series, there's something about you they like. So they're going to give you... They, you know, they, 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 Mine is made up on who they want. They're going to get you one way or the other. This guy's got five knockout wins, one knockout loss. He's kind of a pure boxer. Alex Rios. Uh, okay, so this is an interesting story here, man. I don't know if you know who this guy is. Uh, this guy, he fought Mike Perry. He lost in his UFC UFC debut back in September 2017. Wow. Okay, so he had a spinal infection, then a bad stem cell treatment he was told he might never walk again this guy and he's determined to get back to fighting and now this will be his first fight back after five fucking years and this guy man he gave me so much respect for 
Bobby Green because he credits Bobby Green with coming, motivating him, giving him support, trying to help him get back. Man, that's that's really cool. Bobby Green, that's, you're a good dude, man. Yeah, some of them, some of these guys are actual human beings. <laughs> we forget about that. It's all jokes, folks. It's all love. I love the sport, even the girls. Um, yeah, dude, that's inspiring. But I also worry. You know, I mean, hopefully yeah. all goes well. Hopefully all goes well. Hopefully. But if, if that, if it's out there as much as it is to where we know about it, then certainly the Charlie Campbell's aware. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, yeah. you know, I mean, he fought Mike Perry. Mike Perry's, you know, he's a tough dude to be. To fight really anybody yeah. in your so first fight and you see it's Mike Perry. Yeah, you can't sit there and say that this guy's bad because he lost to Perry. You know, we need to see more from him, and maybe this is where we actually will get to see something. It's not a bad record, uh, no. but again, we did also were unaware of Mike Perry at the moment of this. You know what I mean? When he fought him, you yeah. know, you're like Mike Perry was going to be that guy that hurt people or got hurt, and uh, yeah, yeah, all his fights I- except curious. one are decision. He's got nine. Nine uh, knockout wins, 14 sub wins. So all his wins are finishes, and he's been knocked out twice. So this guy likes to uh, come in and, and try to get to fight, try to get you out of there, you get him out of there, which I always like that style. I, You know, I don't even mind seeing a guy that's, if he's lost like four in a row or something, but he comes in ready to fucking bang <laughs> yeah. like the Beverly Hills Ninja, I'd yeah. much rather see him than somebody like Blood Diamond or Mike Jackson. Yeah, Fuck that, bring him back. So, yep, somebody who wants to be in there. Uh, Tracy, and not afraid to, to throw hands and be hit. Tracy Cortez, Jasmine, uh, Juice, Juice, Jasuda Vicious. All right, Jasuda Vicious, she's won five of her last six. Uh, she's three and one in the UFC. All decisions. All right, Tracy Cortez, The her only ever loss was her first fight. She was submitted back in 2017. So she's won her last ten. I think she'll get an easy decision win here, from what I've seen. Judah Vicious is pretty tough, but Tracy Cortez, she's a lot tougher than her brother that has been on the Contender Series <laughs> twice now. I have to, uh, I have to say here, the only disappointing part is going to be seeing Brian Ortega in her. Um, I'm just joking, of course, on that. But what I, I will say as a, a, a serious thing is, this seems to be a fight that should be a lot higher on the card. I agree. And I don't, and I rarely say that about female fights but tracy cortez uh juice of vicious you know this is gonna be a tough matchup for both females and we'll see what happens in the end you know one of them is gonna be promoted a little bit more i I would imagine probably they want uh cortez they you know they this fight certainly should be above the next fight uh edgar chavez daniel de silva uh, wait, so, wait, hold on. Let me just give a correction to Sam. It should be above the next one as well. Yeah, well, but this Josh one's for Fremd sure. Josh is already coming back. Josh Frem fought, what, two weeks ago? I don't know. And, or sort of fought two weeks ago? This fucking guy stinks. Sort God of fought gonna hurt this man. Go ahead. Talk, let's talk about Edgar. All right. <laughs> Daniel De, Daniel De Silva, or, or if you go by Wikipedia, Daniel Lacerda. Santa. Yeah, there you go. Very So weird. he's lost his last four fights. The guy's in the UFC. He's 0-4 in the UFC. 0-4. And, and he was finished in all four of them. He's finished in the last four fights. All his UFC Wait, fights. So, Which guy? The the Daniel Lacerda guy. He's finished. He's he's Yeah, his last four fights, he's uh, lost two of them in the second round, two of them in the first round. How's this guy <laughs> still have a job? Okay, I see what you're saying. That's incredible. Yeah, how does he still have a job? Yeah, it's 
Tracy Cortez, well, I'd be making a little bit of a stink about this. <laughs> Dana's not even going to be there to watch your fight. <laughs> like, the, right. I mean, the last one was CJ Vergara. So the, he was knocked out by that guy. So, uh, yeah. So this Edgar Chavez guy, he's 10 and 5, uh, four knockouts, six submissions. He's been submitted twice. Another guy that was on a contender series lost. Then he, he went and won two fights. Signed uh, back by the UFC, lost his UFC debut. Here we are. So this is one of those losers. Loser leaves out of the UFC, and Daniel Day da Silva, he's out of the UFC. No matter if he wins or loses, more than likely, ought to be. Now you got me curious when Josh Frim last fought. It was a shit fight versus whatever Jamie Pickett, maybe some stupid fucking fight. It was awful. <laughs> now he's fighting the guy that took the dude's head off. Oh, last fought. was that uh, all right? Yeah, it was Jamie Pick. You're right. That was just August the 12th. So, all right, Josh Fremd, uh, Robin Kopilov. Kopilov's a heavy favorite in this fight, rightfully so. He is uh, six foot tall. Or Fremd is six foot four. Yeah, Kopilov's heavy favorite in this fight. Uh, Josh Fremd, like you said, he just fought a few weeks ago. Four, four knockout, four submission wins. He's two and two in the UFC. He started 0-2 at the UFC, including that fight where Treshawn Gore tried to rip his head off. I'll never forget that. I mean, I thought the man's head was going to pop off his body. And now he's won two straight after that. Uh, Pickett and, uh, oh, that Cedric uh, Dumas guy, the guy that like got shot up in the car or whatever, and he's going to be all this badass in UFC. He looked great on the Contender Series. I couldn't wait to see the guy, and what a letdown. What a fucking letdown. Uh, Kopilov. 11 and 2, uh, 10 knockouts out of those 11 wins. Uh, I mean, this, this, I would think this is probably going to be a standing war, and he's probably going to knock out Josh Fremd, but we'll see. Dude, uh, Fremd isn't here. Hey, Sam, I'll tell you right now. You want to put money on a fight? This is the one. Even do a little parlay off of something else, but this is your one where you have to pick like Roman Kopilov knockout early in the second. Because here's what I think I don't think Fremd is going to know what to do. He didn't know what to do against Pickett. His his movements were it was like a deer, a baby deer. His legs don't work right when he tries to go left, they go right. You know what I mean? It's fucking odd. Everything's from the left hand. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I just wrote down Frim better try to get this to the ground. I don't think he'll be successful. No, I mean his last name's Kopilov. You think his motherfucker can't wrestle? <laughs> yeah. All right. Lepeta Godinez. Crazy. Loopy versus Elise Reed. Uh Man, the way Gadinez has been fighting lately, I don't see her losing this. Reed, she's 3-3 three and three in the UFC. Uh, I just don't see Loopy losing this thing. Loopy's going to try to take her to the ground, be on her for all three rounds, and I think she'll just ride out decision win. Well, I'm just curious what their plan is here with Loopy because of who her competition has been as of lately. You know, she did... It was kind of inconsistent. She had some finishes in there for a second. Uh, maybe this is her opportunity to try to pull off a finish. You know, get get yourself back in the fucking, you know, main yeah. thing. Because her last six I, fights decisions, that's including her losses too. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get on back. Uh, Fernando Padilla uh, versus Kyle Nelson. So uh, this Fernando guy's got a 76-inch reach to Kyle Nelson's 71-inch. Uh, Nelson, his UFC record's 2-4-1, one draw. 
He, he just had a, a win over Blake Builder in his last fight. Uh, five knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. And, you know, this Fernando guy's 15-4. and four. He's won five of his last six, including in his UFC debut. And this, this is, I think, spectacular. UFC debut, you're fighting Julian Erosa. He knocked him out in the first round. So, yeah. yeah Devastating. I, I, I'd much rather face Kyle Nelson than Julian Erosa. So, I, I think this would be an easy, easy time for him. All right, we're getting That's- to the... I just wanted to add about uh, Padilla. This guy is, I mean, you say about his reach, he's long in general. His kicks get in there, his hands get in there, and I think he's pretty fast too. Nelson, I think, is going to be definitely the ground guy. He's going to be trying to take this guy down, put him on his back. That's it. <laughs> uh, Daniel Zellhuber, Christos Giagos. Uh, Giagos, he knocked out Ricky Glenn in his last fight. Uh, he had lost his previous two. He was finished in both of those. He's got eight knockout wins, four submission wins. He's been knocked out twice, but he's been submitted five times. He's five and four in the UFC. Just win, lose, win, lose. Uh, Zell Huber, 13 and one, this guy. Yeah, what the fuck? Seven knockout wins, two submission wins. Uh, his only loss was a decision to Trey Ogden. That was in his UFC debut. Uh, then he's won his last fight. That was against Lando Vanetti. Uh, is you know this guy like say he's 13 and one but he hasn't really faced much competition so this this to me would determine you know is he moving up he's only 24 he's got a 77 inch reach he's got the 77 inch reach giago's got a 71 and a half so he's got a height advantage too six foot one to five ten right i think this might be Yagos's last fight and this is them trying to push uh zell huber I like this next matchup. This is your favorite fighter next. Well, I like this. I'm surprised it's it's on a regular card. Instead of a pay-per-view? Yeah, just just because the kid. If the kid would have won, he'd be on pay-per-view, but his punishment for losing his last fight. Yeah, and now Terrence Mitchell's going to hurt him. I think he hurts him. You think so? Absolutely. Wow, okay. So, yeah, Terrence Mitchell, 14-3. and All his wins are finishes. Eight knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice. He's never been submitted. Raul uh, Rezus Jr., he's knocked out one person his whole career. He's a submission guy. You know, he, he, we see him. He wants to take you to the ground. And But Terrence Mitchell, his last five wins, they're, the opponents, they're 9 and 14 combined. This guy just hasn't really fought anybody that's worth a shit or beaten anybody that's worth a shit. Uh, he was on the... The Ultimate Fighter was knocked out by Kai Kara France in 30 seconds. I know that was a while back. His last fight, he was beaten by Cameron Simon in the first round. He had won a, his previous 11 before then, but they were against nobodies. But yeah, he is facing a kid. And this kid is a huge favorite in this card. A minus 550. So if someone really thought Terrence Mitchell was going to hurt him, this would be this would be the fight to make some money. Yeah, well, I'm going to put some money on it. Then. Fuck it. Uh, simply because of the idea that Mitchell is coming in here and he knows that he has something to prove. He has more experience. He's fighting this kid. And all he has to do is stop one of those takedowns. If you stop one, you put a two-piece on this kid like he hasn't seen before, well, you're changing the atmosphere and now it's your fight. So if he can avoid a takedown, 
I, I will know right out of the gate, Sam, that if Ter- Terrence loses, if he gets taken down. If he allows that first takedown to hit, it's a wrap. But if he stays up, avoids it, and then now now the guy who was shooting for the takedowns is now aware this guy can stop him, so now I got to stand. And we've never seen Raul stand. Watch him get a knockout, though. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, and they would go They would go crazy. But so I just, I don't know. This, this guy... Uh, this Mitchell may be a little overrated. He's just—he hasn't really beaten anybody that's of note at all. All his wins are basically those uh, shitty promotion in Alaska. Oh wow! I think it may be this might be one of those guys that Dana White found when he was in Alaska. But they're very high on this kid. I don't think they want to <laughs> yeah, expose him. I don't think they want him to lose. No. So uh, you know, like I said, maybe he comes in and KOs the dude. But I, I'm going Terrence Mitchell on this. Just because I think the guy not only has something to prove, but he, I think this dude's chin hasn't been tested and Terrence might be willing to test it because this might be his last game. <laughs> so, uh, ke- go ahead. The co main event Kevin Holland, Jack Della, Madalena. Uh, Kevin Holland's 81 inch, 81 inch reach to Madalena's 73 inch reach. Six foot three. Madalena's only 5'11. There, Madalena, his. You know, 15 and 2. His two losses were his first two ever professional fights way back in 2016. So he's won 15 in a row. It's kind of wild. He came in, his first ever fight he ever had, he got knocked out. And in the second ever fight, he was submitted. And he's won every single fight since. Dude, you love those stories. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You love a you love a girl or a guy that loses their first one and then just goes on a tear for the rest yeah. of their career. Yeah, it's, it's life changing. Th- there was a guy on Ultimate Fighter a long time ago. I don't remember his name because he didn't amount to it much after the UFC. Uh, you know, after the show. But the War Machine? I, no, no, not that guy. <laughs> I would I remember him. Uh, into a lot of true crime shit. But no, this guy, <laughs> this guy, uh, maybe it was Tucker Lutz or something. I remember he came on. And he said he went to to the gym, and he got his ass beat. And he's like, "I knew I had to do this ever since then." So I don't know. I kind of respect those guys that come in, lose, and then they stick well, with it. Then I then not out. Thing. You know, yeah. maybe I lose my first two fights brutally. You know, maybe maybe it's time to go find something else. But some right. of these guys stick around here. Well, they how are. many stories have you heard about a guy who tried out for football? got hit taken out one time and never tried it again you know what i mean like those guys exist but it's like when you see the dog in them that's the guys that the coaches are like nah man get back up hit those pads again you want to be back in there you got the fight you got the heart aj cunningham (laughs) Uh, what do you think is going to happen does kevin holland have a chance against this guy i was just asking you the same thing (laughs) (laughs) uh Uh, you know kevin holland is he maybe he's gonna try to hold him off with the jab? He's got a, a large reach advantage. Right. But Jack Madalena, man, he's been just tearing people up lately. He doesn't seem to have a problem with any variation of striker, you know? So I, mean, I don't know. I think that Holland does have some unorthodox shit he will pull off. But I think man uh Madalena's gonna stay right in the pocket. And I know pocket. I know Holland has worked on his ground game. Sure. But if Madalena wanted to take him down, I think he probably could. I don't think either one of these guys have any attention ground. <laughs> but you're right on that. If he chooses to, he could. If he does it right, but he could put himself in a bad position. Is he that aware when he's on the ground like that? Where Madalena couldn't snatch up the neck himself? Who knows? You know, we haven't seen that area of, uh, 
necessarily like we I think both these guys want to bang. We'll see what comes out on the other. Yeah. If this, I, this if I had bit... to throw money down, I'd throw it on Modelino, but it wouldn't but, be know. much because I would still. There's always a chance for me. It, it's I mean? always yeah. You're right. Kevin Holland. He's got those powerful hands. Always a chance. You miss a punch, he counters, yep. can knock if you right could, out. A, much like the Izzy fight, if he gets one off and he puts Jack Madalena on his ass for a second, it's a different fight now. Now Kevin Holland's talking shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, <laughs> that's when it starts happening. Now the confidence is coming out. But, buddy, I will tell you, I've not seen a prettier main event in the history of uh, MMA. Uh, both Shevchenko and Grasso, gorgeous. Uh, I hope they beat the hell out of each other, though. I hope there's no ground game. I hope there's no submission thing happening. Um, otherwise, it's going to sort of end up the same way that it happened. I don't think Shevchenko can stop that ground game of Grasso. She's got a healthy ground game. She's got a healthy chin. Uh, she's willing to engage. Shevchenko has to put her away. Like, has to put her away. She can't be... The thing I think that happened in the last fight was she got tired. Shevchenko wore herself out trying to get back up, trying to get to her feet, or even trying to manipulate ground stuff and put herself in a poor position. And Grazo took advantage because people people forget about these jujitsu technicians. Not only are they good at that shit, they're good at wearing you down while they're staying fine. You know what I mean? They're not getting tired while you're struggling like a fucking spider under a shoe. It's tough. You have to keep your head straight. And when you find all they got to do is slip in that slip under that neck one time or grab that arm that one way, and it's a wrap. Uh, Shevchenko has to come in and she has to be an assassin. She cannot let this woman take her down. She has to make her stand with her. Grasso, she can stand, but I I don't think she can stand for very long with Shevchenko specifically. Shevchenko will light her up at some point. So I think that will be the game plan overall. Is definitely a lot of uh, takedown attempts. I hope it's not porn. You know what I mean in that aspect? Make it worth it if you're going to take her down. Commit to it, you know, or stay standing. Fucking strike. But this is a, a main event title shot title on the line and it's free women's flyweight championship yeah that's wild i'm i'm surprised it's uh you know on you surprised i'm surprised i'm surprised they're not making us you know, try to get us to pay 80 dollars for it. that's what yeah that's true yeah but again sort of not surprised men's I mean, one ESPN plus but if they threw one other title above them it'd be a pay-per-view but because they're selling this they can't sell this Especially after the last card. (laughs) To me, this card looks more entertaining than the last card. If you took away the main event from the last card, even if you leave it, I like this card. I would put Tracy Cortez right above Fernando Padilla and Kyle Nelson. I'd put him right there with Daniel Zuhauer. There you go, right on the main card. Absolutely. It's a female fight card. Why wouldn't you? You want to get them exposure. They're two very talented female fighters. That's what you do. Of course, I make jokes about the shit saying they couldn't sell the paper, but it's it is it's kind of shameful that it isn't a pay per view due to the fact the title's on the line. But it is sort of a rematch. Fuck it, why why make us pay again to see him go at it twice? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck it, man. Put all the women's fights on the card right on the main card. Just be an all female main card, with the exception of Holland Madalena right at the uh just to, to, to start. Right. Anyway, I don't I'm not, I don't hurt I don't hate that. But uh, Loopy. Elise Reed right up there. True, true. That's another good. There one. was a time Loopy was tearing through people, and and she's trying to get back at it. I mean, the competition's getting tougher, and when she has, she's sort of one dimensional. They're gonna if they yeah. stop, like again, stop at that one time, and it's all different. But I don't know. I like the I like this matchup between Grazo and Shevchenko. I think that the storyline stands. There's something to talk about there. You know, it makes sense. 
So let's fucking keep it going. Graza worked her way up there, man. It's, it's well deserved that she is a champion. You're not doing shit. You're not active. People don't give a fuck. They stop even. What? Who's the champion at fucking 185 now? Strickland. Okay, write it down because you're gonna forget in two fucking days. Is he still a champ, right? I, I still think McGregor's the 55 champ. I keep forgetting. <laughs> now, have you seen the video clip of Strickland where he broke the belt and he's like duct taping it back, duct taping apart back on it? Uh, what? Yeah, uh, so I want you, if you do happen to see this video, I don't want you to look at any of that shit. Don't worry about that shit. Look at the walls of the man's house. He just has guns all over his fucking wall. Oh, <laughs> the spot that he doesn't have a gun, he's got a poster of a gun. That's incredible. <laughs> like yeah, like if there's an end of world apocalypse thing, you run to his house to gather all the fucking ammo and, and, <laughs> right. and, and guns. Or avoid his house completely. <laughs> The other thing I was thinking, though, is that we've seen guys like this pop in and grab the title. We've seen them, these mentalities. You know, they, they come in and they take everybody's head off, but they're short-lived. I want to see Strickland get better. I want to I want him to see fi- him fight Izzy again. Not, th- not that he's bad. Not that it, the fight with Izzy was bad, but I think he's just, there's sort of one dimension to him, and if it doesn't work for him, he, j- he gets knocked out for the <laughs> most part, right? So... I don't know how well, how long he's going to keep this belt, but I do look. I as far as rematches go, I do like that. I would love to see that. But again, like you and I talked off mic, uh, Drykus Duplessis got a lot of shit talked right to his face in the middle of the octagon, all over TV and shit. And he's, I mean, the worst shit too. You know, we yeah. talk about this F word being thrown around by these idiots. This dude's calling the N word right to his face. He's like, I'm a fucking white guy. Yeah, him and him and Strickland would be a good. I think that'd be a good fight. I like it. I like it. Let Izzy sit, man. Why not? Let him have that time off. He can fight a whole new champion or fight Strickland and get back to the belt. Whatever happens, whatever storyline's <laughs> yeah. built, he has to fight Strickland again. We know this, you know, for the for the sake of the canines. <laughs> like the right, guys, the real show notes. <laughs> show notes, all that shit. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Bye.